Hi everyone, welcome back to season two of Go Forth Music Education Talk Show. I'm Owen. And this is Summer, and today we have a discussion of music identity and growth with myself and junior music education major Amanda Harold. and welcome to the first segment of season two of Go Forth. My name is Summer and I'm here with Amanda Harold and we're going to discuss our music identity projects from our music for social change class. Yeah how do you feel about this project Amanda? Do you want to give us a little lowdown? As some people might know we have done this uh, music identity project uh, as first years as part of one of our beginner classes as music, music education majors with Dr. Talbot. And one of the really cool things is we get to reflect on how these identities have changed and have been impacted throughout our growth within the program. So doing this as a first year to now as a junior in my spring semester has been really interesting. I've been noticing a ton of changes with how music affects me and is a part of my daily life. Yeah, and I believe we both had an additional question when we were analyzing kind of how we've grown as people. What roles do context, relationships, and activities play in the formation of my identities? And I know that me going through my old playlist compared to my new playlist, I kind of saw some parts of my relationships and my context being like kind of roots that I don't think will change. I know personally, I'm a big family person because I have four siblings or three siblings, there's four of us. So family oriented is always something that's been there for me. But I also realized that as you move and you grow and you change, especially in college as such a transitional period of life, given everything between academics, life and age, even, I really found that there are roots that stay the same, but I was also just very heavily influenced by like my surroundings that I'd been for my entire life. So it was just really cool to see the difference being in a whole new area for a while. Yeah, I know for me, I had seen a very big shift from just things I thought were important in high school and made me feel like I was good at what I was doing to now in this current Music Identity Project, finding more of my personality leaking out from whether it be hobbies I have, some of the new family music making time I have at home, and then also just our music education program, as you know, Summer, is very based on social justice. And I've been finding a lot of different themes of activism in a lot of the music I listen to and engage with. Yeah, I can definitely relate a little bit, but I have to say, I am a little jealous of your family music time, especially with your younger nephew. That seems very fun. (laughs) Yes, yes. Well, hey, let's compare some of our lists. Let's see. Why don't you take it away, Summer? Yeah, so originally I had a jazz tune that I soloed on my sophomore year of high school, which kind of has become less and less important to me as I've kind of furthered my musicianship and kind of to represent growth and just being more educated in the saxophone in general. I changed that to Cantaloupe Island by Herbie Hancock. It's one that I love to listen to. Like, I think I could listen to it on repeat for days and just never get tired of it because it kind of just represents who I want to be as a player, especially a jazz player, like the maturity and the overall good vibes of being such a well-established saxophone player. What about you, Amanda? Absolutely. I totally agree with that. One of my first pieces that I picked for my music identity project actually remained, and that was Defying Gravity from Wicked. And I just liked that piece because of the message it sort of has with constantly overcoming barriers and 
although I felt that way entering a music education program and never believing that was possible, I find that even now, as I'm invested in the program, all these new opportunities and new challenges that challenge my earlier perceptions, it feels like I'm always defying something and it's, it's been really enjoyable. Yeah, that wasn't a part of my project, but I definitely understand what you're saying there. For my second song, kind of going off on one that remained, Where is the Love by the Black Eyed Peas has been a song that I've been always attracted to ever since I heard it when I was like eh, approximately eight or nine years old using playlist.com, making my own playlist with Black Eyed Peas and Taylor Swift. I just really resonate with the idea of spreading love and empathy wherever I go that's been a huge goal of mine especially like growing up in this crazy world especially now I feel like that's something that a lot of people just forget and don't think about as often as they should because I am a peace and justice studies minor and I think it analyzes a lot of important things that we focus on in that program as well definitely and although it's not on my list I've definitely listened to that before and I appreciate that too that's good one of the pieces that I guess has definitely been in my past but it's something I decided to bring out in my most recent project was my deep love of video games so I included a track from the Spyro trilogy and the reason for that is that was one of my childhood video games I always played and a lot of this music has impacted my composition styles and some of the things I just listen to while I do work and yeah it's a really good tune this whole soundtrack was actually composed by Stuart Copeland from he's the drummer for the police and yeah, I've just always been a big fan and I appreciate how the music has impacted my growth and how it always has that memorable factor for me. I definitely think a theme for both of our projects from my perspective was just growth, growth, growth. It's something we both really emphasize, especially emotionally, I feel like. Speaking of emotionally, my third song is one that also stayed. It's Daughters by John Mayer. And I get choked up every single time I think about this song. Like I'm even teary-eyed now because it's the song I danced to with my mom at her wedding uh, to my stepdad. And that was just like a really special thing for me, like just to see my mom happy because she's always been my rock through everything growing up. And, you know, I feel like a connection between a mother and a daughter is something that's just very special for the most part. I know not everyone has a good experience, but that's just someone who's extremely important to me. And I just hope that someday, like I might not be a mom, but at least I'll be a teacher that hopefully someone can look up to and depend on like I do to my mom. That endless love and, and devotion to someone like that's it's a phenomenal experience. And as you know, because we've been growing up in this program together, I definitely had slight breaks with my family growing up just through my adolescence, my continued adolescence, where traveling down paths and exploring new opportunities. One of the most experiences I'm grateful for now is how music has been building up our relationship. And we've talked about this in class, but every night at 8 p.m. we have a family music hour where we all sit and we all listen to old music and the piece on my list is rock lobster and it's my nephew's favorite song he uh every time he'll grab his recorder that i bought him and just blow 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 rock lobster and although i'm a little sick of the tune it's always going to hold a spot in my heart that bridge for making music a great experience for my whole family oh that touches my heart so deeply (laughs) that just makes me so happy to hear I know the first time around, I think both of us struggled a little bit to define ourselves by with songs because it just felt so intimate for a very new experience. But this time around, I replaced an old song that I haven't listened to since we did the project, but I replaced it with The Middle by Jimmy Eat World. And this is a song that I've grown up listening to, which I didn't think would be so nostalgic for me, but it's just really about that yes, you can be in the thick of things and things will be hard, but like it'll be okay in the end and you just have to get through 
and not to be too hard on myself if I make mistakes or if life isn't going exactly how I planned it, because that's just not feasible. I mean, if life went exactly how I planned it, I don't even think I would be here because I had a really hard time kind of pushing myself and motivating myself to even audition at Gettysburg. So even being here, just kind of, it's been my anthem, especially through the current uh, situation in the world. It's just been something like, it'll be okay eventually. It's not right now. Absolutely. Resilience will carry you through summer. I know it. (laughs) The next one on my list is actually sort of a combo feature. So these are both repeats, but they're still really dear to my heart. So one of the pieces is One Life Beautiful by Julie Giroux. And I really like that piece because it talks a lot about dealing with loss and like take, n- not taking life for granted. And that's definitely something um, I feel like I've been sort of careless in the past with just be- being reckless in some of my actions and not thinking too far ahead. And this song really, uh, this piece really reminds me of that. Unfortunately, my sophomore year, I had, I had lost a close friend in high school. And being able to listen to this song has provided me a lot of coping and a lot of opportunity to just feel my emotions in this deepest area. And one of the things that further helps me cope is a song that I encountered working at a, a music camp, and that's It Is Well With My Soul. And that's exactly what it is. It's learning how to accept those losses and to come, come to terms with it and continue moving on continuing to value what you have. And so I really like those as a little pair. And I I think I'll hold them with me for a while. Those are very, very powerful pieces. I even thinking about it got me a little emotional. I know that we both really enjoyed a talk by Julie Giroux at Midwest when we got to go together. So that's a memory I'll hold of us forever. It's very sweet. I guess I'll go on to my next two songs. They don't exactly match up but kind of in a way. I've always been a huge Ed Sheeran fan since I found him. I was like, oh my gosh, this guy is so cool. Like, I wish I had original ideas like that, like singer-songwriter. And before I kind of just chose a popular one, because I was like, oh, like everyone will know this. But one that really speaks to me, it's uh, called Homeless. It's from one of his earlier albums, because not to be like that, like indie person, like, oh, I only listen to his old stuff. But I just really enjoy this piece because One of the lines specifically says, I'm not homeless, I'm just homeless than I'd like to be. And it just kind of shows me that everything's about perspective. When everything's going on, it's really easy to be like, wow, this sucks, like my life sucks, like I'll never get past this, like why is this happening for me? And then kind of reflecting on it and being like, well, you know, like it helped me grow as a person, it helped me realize things I valued more in my life, people I valued more in my life. And I just think it's really important to think about your perspective on things before calling such quick judgment on it, because that's something I've been kind of faulty for, because I'm a bit of an emotional, (laughs) kind of dramatic person, if I had to be a little critical. That's why I really like that piece. My next one, it's a piece called Should Have Known Better. This piece kind of represents my growth as a person. Uh, I've kind of mellowed out a little bit. I think when I first got here, I was really high strung and kind of made some decisions that I don't necessarily think were bad, but I don't think they'd be good for me now. And the title should have known better. It's kind of like going back and being like, yes, like those things happened and that's okay, but I don't have to harp on them for the rest of my life. Like it's all right. And I just really like the guitar part. And I think it's a lot (laughs) deeper than when I had 18 by Khalid on there because I was just 18 years old. My development and maturity is kind of shown in that song choice as well. That uh, actually really dovetails nicely into one of the pieces I picked. Um, so I picked Man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson. 
And, uh, you know, I've known about this song for a while, but I've never felt as personally connected to it as I do now. And, you know, I often, I'll just be jamming out in my room, listening to it and thinking about the changes I want to make and that self-reflection. And throughout college, I've definitely had some mountains I've had to climb over, some low points, some really high points. And being able to sit and reflect on that and to think, where do I go from here? And being able to to recognize my mistakes and move on has been super special to my growth. The song, it's just, it's so powerful and I'm a big fan. It, it sticks with me. I love that song. We were, we listened to Michael Jackson a lot when I was growing up. So that's, that's really sentimental to me as well. My next pick is Good As Hell by Lizzo. I think Lizzo is an absolute icon. I've never been so related to somebody in the media. I've always been super tall on the uh, plus side of things. And I just feel like Lizzo embodies everything I want to be. Eventually, I struggle a lot with confidence in myself as a person and particularly like my self-image. And I just feel like Lizzo going out there and being like, I'm who I want to be. I am beautiful. I am awesome. And you deserve to be that way too. So that's just, I just really like that song. I like to put it on in the morning and just be like, yes, like I'm ready to take on the world because I have Lizzo by my side, you know? Yes. And and I think being able to to see yourself or see at least parts of yourself in the artists you listen to is super special and it, it just creates a, a great sense of belonging. One of the things that I've been experimenting with and challenging myself is actually in the realm of composition. So one of the pieces I included was one of my compositions that I wrote last semester with Dr. Abner Dorman at Gettysburg College. And I've been writing pieces for flute and piano. And this one I wrote, one for each phase in the moon using a different church mode. And the one I was most proud of that I put on was Wayne and Gibbous, which is in Aeolian. And it's been really great to sort of break through my internal barriers of being self-conscious and worrying it's not good enough. I feel a lot more relaxed now about my music making and I really, I'm glad I had that experience. Yeah, I definitely understand insecurity in your work. I feel like we all kind of doubt ourselves sometimes. I'm gonna group my next two songs together because I feel like these are a little bit more surface level for me. Um, Previously, I feel like I based my identity a lot on my family, particularly of my father, who's not someone that's particularly involved in my life. And I just kind of decided that that's not fair to myself. Like, I'm more than that, you know? So when I was in high school, I wasn't a part of the theater department, but I was an avid fan. Uh, and I, I didn't really like talk about it much because I was like the athlete, you know what I mean? But one of my favorite songs of all time is All I Ask of You from Phantom of the Opera. I think it's such a powerful love ballad and I am such a sucker for romance that it just really gets me in the heartstrings. I just, oh my gosh I think it's absolutely gorgeous um and just kind of represents like letting go and just letting yourself enjoy what you want to enjoy like it doesn't matter it matters what you think about it. Similarly uh my next and penultimate song is Island in the Sun by Weezer. I just think it's such a good vibe song. It's something you can listen to when you're just kind of like I need to focus or like I need to pick me up in the middle of the day. I always try to radiate warmth as a person because I know that you never know what someone's going through. Like they only share with you as much as they feel comfortable doing. So kind of being that island in the sun for somebody can help them out a whole lot more than just being like, oh, whatever. Like, I don't care. Like just trying to be a warm person, I feel like is something that I wasn't always good at, but something I'm still working on. The sun with summer. (laughs) 
Yeah, so actually, I'll, I'll pair up these next two. One of the things I've been noticing that I've been listening to a lot to lately, especially as I went and uh, pruned my Spotify playlist through one of our assignments for this class, was how much Janelle Monet I listen to. And I have zero shame in it. I think they're f- a phenomenal artist. And I found myself really identifying or even just finding simply interest in their music. And the piece I put was Pink. And it really honors women. And I I love that. And one of the lyrics talks about how everyone begins as pink. And I think it's really important to recognize that although we may have different identities, we're all beginning from this same area and to celebrate that and instead of focusing way too much on our differences. So Pink by Janelle Monet, super, super recommend. The other piece that I had was Most People by Dawes. And two years ago when I did this, I had a different piece by Dawes called Right on Time, which signified trying to be here at the right moment and everything's gonna happen and be okay. While most people talks a lot more about reflection and realizing that you're not alone in what you're dealing with. And although everyone has a different situation, you have the opportunity to connect with others and to know that you're not alone when you feel sadness and that like, it's normal to have feelings and be going through it. And it's a good reminder for me because sometimes I sort of get a little too closed off when I feel those kinds of ways. And it's good to know that this too shall pass, that I'm not the only person in the world to have ever felt this way. <laughs> That's definitely a comforting feeling and kind of perfectly segues into my final piece I guess this song is kind of a song. It's more of like spoken words set to music. Uh, It's a very exposed song. It's called Honey and Glass by Peyton Cardoza, which I found on TikTok because I am an avid TikTok user. But I just really think that it just perfectly explains how I'm feeling. It's about not judging yourself and not comparing yourself to other people. Particularly in this song, they describe the women as made of honey and glass. Like these ideal women, they're always having fun and like everyone loves them. It kind of talks about like doubting yourself and being like, why can't I be like them? And then it kind of ends it by saying like, someday you'll be like them, like your own version of them. And that'll be okay. Like you'll be satisfied with yourself. And while I always do feel like people are works in progress, like you always have something you can improve upon, something you can better, especially as an educator (laughs) moving forward. I'm currently at a point in my life where I feel like I'm more of a piece of ongoing work than being satisfied in myself. And I feel like this song really just shows that, yes, I'm in a very transitional period in my life. I'm learning how to be an adult with the safety net is what I call college and what me and my parents kind of discuss about it. And where you just continue to grow and learn more and more and more. And I am forever grateful for the experiences that I've had here. And I'm going to be forever grateful for the next year, which I'm so sad is coming to an end sooner rather than later. I'm sure you feel the same way. But I kind of just put a little flower on the slide because yes, like, I feel like I've blossomed and become such a better image and person than I ever thought I could be. But I still feel like I have more to look forward to. And then my future is really bright, even if I am still working on myself. Like I still have those opportunities to just make my life better, make other people's lives better. And that's just something that I, New Year's resolution-ish, I guess, is just really focusing on how can I be the best person for myself so that I can radiate that for other people and my students eventually. You know, so often the flower comes before the fruit and 
I think although like we're enjoying this beautiful stage of being a flower, there's still so much more to come and so many different aspects to enjoy about that. So now being a beautiful flower and sharing that light and to see how your growth goes from, from here to there, I think it'll be really great. My last song really deals with activism and my newfound passion with just the environment and really putting my own impact in. And that's Feels Like Summer by Childish Gambino. Childish Gambino is phenomenal. All of their music really speaks to me and makes me think and reflect. But Feels Like Summer really worked with me as I thought a lot about how the environment is working and things that I can do to impact that. And that's something I really worked on my sophomore year, reducing my waste and really working on those kinds of things. And Feels Like Summer is just super special to me because of how the lyrics are so hidden almost with when you watch the music video but is also so connected to the listener and you know Childish Gambino he inputs these special important messages in such a fun engaging tune and I think that's an amazing gift he has and an amazing message he sends out to his audience through all his music so I super love him we'll continue listening and that basically puts a cap on my my identity project there you know, whenever you tell me you love that song, which I also do love that song, I always like to make the joke that it always feels like summer when I'm around because you know, <laughs> it does. But yeah, I definitely feel like that perfectly caps off our ideals for, you know, music for social change, kind of using our voice and our passion and that art form and moving forward in our lives. Yeah, I feel like that kind of wraps up any final concluding thoughts, Amanda. I am so impressed with how you built off my metaphor, by the way. So impressed. <laughs> No, I'd say this has just been a very enjoyable experience being able to reflect. And like I told you this earlier, being very much closed off into my first identity project to be to blossoming more and being more open about what I care about and being confident in what I care about and knowing it's meaningful to me and to celebrate that. And I'm grateful for this experience. I'm looking forward to doing it again in my future. Yeah, I don't think I can say much more than ditto to that. I was very beautifully said I've loved growing into these flowers with you and I can't see what fruit that we we bear once we're kind of out in the world but it was a joy to talk to you Amanda about our identities again and kind of slow down and think about it a little more and we hope that you enjoy the rest of whatever is in this podcast it's summer and Amanda and we're signing off have a great rest of your day we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Go Forth, a music education talk show. This was Summer. And this is Owen. We hope to see you next week. And until then, go, go forth, forth and, and change, change the, the world. world. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Go Forth, a music education talk show. This segment was brought to you by Amanda Harold and Summer Burton. The audio was edited by Summer Burton. We hope to see you next week, but until then, go forth and change the world.